Let's say you are one of those people who are noticing you're a little thinner up top. I am. You are. Okay, well, what do you do? If you haven't heard about keeps, I cry. let me tell you about it. Yeah. You know, crying is not going to help. Okay. That's not, that's not going to help. All right. Uh, they offer, offer doctor-recommended, clinically proven, research-backed Shut treatments up. to help stop hair loss Holy cow. in its tracks and your tears. That is unbelievable. They can even improve your hair growth. With keeps, you'll get access to the doctors uh, who are there to select exactly what you need. And since their treatment plans are delivered right to your door, you don't have to go to the pharmacy and deal with all that nonsense. Uh, it's nice and easy. It's less expensive. And uh, it's going to help you manage hair loss uh, without all the fuss that usually surrounds the entire process. Your plan comes with a full year of unlimited messaging, so you can connect with your doctor about anything, anytime. With Keeps, you get a quality expert uh, doctor who's going to help with you uh, with your entire treatment and go through the whole process with you, no matter what your goals are. Keeps has got you covered. Hair loss stops with Keeps. Get 50% off your first order at keeps.com slash save, keeps.com slash save, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save. Radio show starts in just seconds. Who can wait to hear what Glenn Beck has to say today? I believe there is one word, one word that would describe the president of the United States. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. Mm -hmm. I was in the foot, uh, foot, excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping, traveling with him. I actually traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. Single word, a single word to define our president. Dementia. Uh, Let me tell you about Relief Factor. There was a time, and you know the time I'm talking about, when uh, it was nothing for you to pack a full day of life's little adventures. When that time came to spend with people you love, it was accented by energy and desire to get out and do things, right? Okay, then came the pain. Maybe it came slowly, maybe it settled in overnight and it's never left you. Either way, you have two choices. You can fight it or succumb to it. May I recommend you fight it. Give Relief Factor a try. Three-week quick start developed for you, only $19.95. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more month after month. Now try it. It's $19.95. Developed. For people just like you and me, I take it every day. Relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. 800, the number four, relief. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. All right. So could we just, I just, I know this came out on Friday, but we haven't had a chance to chat about it. 
Could you play that again, please, from the president Friday? America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. In a single word. I was in the foot, uh, foot, foot, excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas uh-huh. with Xi Jinping, mm-hmm. traveling with him. And that's we traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. I mean, do I need to say anything? I mean, this should be very, very clear. It's a long word. A lot of hyphens. Which which word? Oh, that word that, that describes America. Yeah, yeah was, that single. Hmm. hmm. Um, I don't know what that single word has to do with the Himalayas. Um, you know, I I wish <laughs> we would have heard a little bit more about his Sherpa guide. Uh, but uh, nothing says America more than the Himalayas. Right. That's what I always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe he got to it later. Maybe he's like he did get to a Sherpa guide. Niblick. And uh, <laughs> there's one word that describes America, and that is niblick. Uh, anyway, that would be more coherent than yeah, what we would. got. It would. It would. He he helped me shimmy down ropes. Uh, anyway, um, uh, I don't know what the Himalayas has to do with it. I don't know what the 17,000 miles has to do with it. Um, but the other really disturbing thing, besides not telling us the word uh, and seemingly not being able to find the word uh, uh, foot, uh, foothills, that's disturbing. Um, the other is the, the last sentence there. I, I don't I, I don't know that for a fact. You don't know what for a fact that you toured the foothills or you traveled 17,000 miles. And when has not knowing the facts ever stopped you? What the hell is that? Sincerely, what is that? You know, he's always off to, you know, my mother was Amelia Earhart. No, no, she wasn't. (laughs) And now he gets down to 17,000 miles. But I don't know that for a fact. What? There's just it strikes me that there are several mm-hmm. conversations going on in his head that he I thinks think, he's following. But yes, yes, like aren't audible to others. So when he said, I don't know that for a fact, I honestly think that was something he was thinking while he was thinking about Niblick. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't know that for a fact, and it just came out. Is it possible the Sherpa's talking to him in his mind? Could be. And he's responding to a very legitimate, like, that could be a really good answer to what Niblick said. We just don't know. <laughs> we don't know what it is. What Niblick, Niblick said. was like, I, do you know that for a fact? I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> right. That <laughs> might have been, that might have been it. Like, to him, he can't understand why everyone's criticizing right. him all the time, because he's... Having a full conversation that makes perfect sense. Yeah, Niblick is like, are you wearing your mountain climbing shoes? I don't know that for a fact. (laughs) I don't know. To him, it makes perfect sense. As he's saying, I've got one word to describe America. He's Niblick is saying to him, have you ever been to the Himalayas? Yes, now it makes sense. Right, right. Like someone interrupted him with a side conversation and he was just trying to be polite. I do believe, however... We should have someone uh, qualified to ask the president if he is talking to Niblick. Because if he is talking to Niblick, 
I don't know if Niblick likes buttons. You know, I don't know. I haven't met Niblick. Mm. Okay, I don't. I don't know Niblick. He might know him very well, but I don't. I didn't vote for Niblick. And if Niblick is influencing our president, we should all know it. Don't you think? We should know that. Yeah. Yes, that is something. I mean, look, I don't want to be a hater, but if the president does have an invisible Sherpa, we should know it. I'm pretty sure that's in the Constitution. If it's not, <laughs> so our it founders be. did not foresee right. it, what was going to happen in we this country. We can just, you know, 25th Amendment Part B. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No niblicks. Right. No invisible Sherpas. Right. The Sherpas, if a president is going to have a Sherpa, it should be visible to the people. Yes. That's a very... I think so, too. Yeah. You know, and it might be weird if you're, you know, you're walking around with a with a Sherpa guide. But <laughs> that would have been weird. Would not I, be weirder than what we just heard. Would I it? feel like the Constitution handles the visible Sherpa fairly well. Right. Like, I, we can understand that. Now, if I remember right... Uh, they were saying about uh, Donald Trump <laughs> mm-hmm. when he used two hands to drink water. He's out of control. He doesn't know what he's doing. 25th Amendment. Everybody in the cabinet is freaking out. Yeah. Well, I think that this president thinks Niblick is in the cabinet. And I mean the kitchen cabinet. <laughs> we probably should check. It could be there. I wouldn't. Would you be stunned no. if there was a Sherpa no. living in one of his cabinets? No, I, I wouldn't be stunned by it. I, would you? Then I mean this sincerely. Would you be stunned if he's in the middle of a speech and he just looks down to somebody about four feet tall that isn't there and says, "Stop it, Niblick! I'm talking." <laughs> would you be surprised? No, that's not a at problem. All. Oh my god, that is a problem. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. No, you wouldn't be. I mean, I feel like we come on the next day and there'd be like Joy <laughs> Reid would be like, "If you criticize <laughs> N- Niblick, Niblick. <laughs> you are <laughs> you are anti-Asian. That's what you are." <laughs> the white privilege of not having an invisible Sherpa. <laughs> <laughs> that's really what would happen oh my gosh you know it would yeah you know it would that's a, that's incredible and you say it and it, i i really could picture something like that happening like him just really inventing like it would not be stunning at this point for him to blurt out something like you know niblick and niblick <laughs> the, <laughs> <laughs> the visible sherpa and it's possible i think if he did it You'd have, oh, come on. I mean, he just, it was a joke. Oh, come on. I mean, come on. It, he was, he got a little confused. <laughs> they would justify it. They would legitimately justify it as if it was no big deal that the leader of the free world had an invisible Sherpa living in his his cabinet. I think we should get a hold of Niblick at some point today. Mm. I think we should call Niblick. <laughs> I mean, really? if we can, yes. I don't know. You know, he's talking to Biden. I don't see why he wouldn't, why wouldn't talk to wouldn't us. Pick up the phone, Niblick. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we be able to do that? <laughs> uh, holy cow! No, serious. And now, can, can I have serious? Really, seriously? When are we gonna just say okay? When are Democrats going to join the rest of the world? When? When is someone overseas going to go? Come on, America. Come well, on, really, they, they're probably already doing it. I would assume people like Antony Blinken are getting calls being like, what is going on over there, dude? Like, what is happening with you? What, what, what is going on? And Blinken's like, oh, no, no, he's 
Oh, oh I, I see what you're saying. No, he's fine. You, you were doing anti-Asian bigot. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that's probably going on already, but I can I can give you a quick preview of this decision. Uh, it's not happening until 2022, uh, the election. Until that's over, he they will prop him up and fill him with air and inflate him around like a balloon and walk him around like a you know weekend with Bernie situation, no matter what st- state he is in. He's, I'm not sure that's true. They Have you seen the latest? You've seen the latest from the New York Post today on on uh, Hunter Biden. But again, it's they have to get they lose the Senate. They lose the Senate if they if they move him out of there right now. They're going to lose the Senate anyway, I think. I know, but why lose <laughs> it a day earlier than you have to? They're going to lose it anyway, so they're going to maximize this time frame. I, I mean, if there's, you, a, I if mean, there's a moment where they're really going to do this, it's right. It's early 2023. That is the because then you have enough of an on ramp to give Kamala, I guess, a uh, shot to, to turn this into something. I, what are you going to do? You can't I mean, replace who, her with anybody. Who would you put if if she became the vice president? Who would you put as her vice president? She can't appoint anybody. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, if she appoints somebody with half a brain cell still working, you know, she could appoint Cheech and Chong. And I would still say to her, hey, don't don't walk by any open windows. You know what I'm saying? You'd know who's always behind you by an open window. I mean, who can she appoint? Seriously, because she can't be president of the United States. <laughs> Why? Is because she's a because she has South Asian heritage and she doesn't have a Sherpa. Ah. <laughs> I want to know who her. You know, that's what we should ask. <laughs> who is Biden's Sherpa? Sherpa. Which Sherpa is actually running the White House? All right, my pillow. How'd you sleep last night? Getting the best possible sleep? Get it. Mike Lindell has an incredible deal on his Giza Dream Sheets right now. They are fantastic, made from Giza cotton, the world's best cotton. Oh my gosh. Why would you even say that? Is it because they're foreign? He is such a xenophobe. Wait a minute. They're ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. And right now, they're at their lowest price ever. 60% off. Coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code BECK. Remember, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. These sheets are the best. And if you, if you get them and you're like, Glenn, you don't know what you're talking about. Just send them back. You get your money back. MyPillow.com. I guarantee you sleep with those. You just open them up and feel them. They are the best. Click on the radio listener specials to check out this flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets with my promo code BECK. You'll also receive a copy of Mike Lindell's book for free. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117 for these great radio specials. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh... Well, I want to say a big welcome to uh, 1090, the Patriot in Seattle. We are doing, uh, I found this out, what, I think last week, uh, that we're now live mornings in Seattle on uh, 1090. Uh, Growing up in the area, 1090 is a legendary uh, dial position, 50,000 watts. When I grew up, it was... 11 King, and I used to listen to Rupert, I uh, mean, Rupert Murdoch, 
uh, Murdoch in the morning. Maybe it was Rupert (laughs) Rupert Murdoch in the morning. Might have been. No, I don't. Uh, And I don't remember the accent. Um, (laughs) uh, And I used to listen to him and Charlie Brown on on KJR. And uh, it is an honor to do mornings at uh, 1090 in Seattle. So thank you. Welcome. The Patriot. It's a big deal. It's a really big deal. It's a great thing. I mean, that's... Uh, that's and a, we're just holding this spot until they find somebody good. Yeah, yeah, that's going to happen eventually. Yeah. <laughs> eventually, they'll hire a, sh- or hire a Sherpa for yeah. this position. <laughs> like, <laughs> can we get Niblet on the phone? Who, we didn't even think of Niblet. Niblet in the morning would be a, a good show. Niblet in the morning. <laughs> Holy cow, is that frightening? I, I was under the impression the entire time that Biden was being influenced by a squirrel. And it's interesting to see... A you know, squirrel? We, yeah, because we... We come on the on the air all the time. You know, you're doing talk radio. You're supposed to be sure of yourself. And I was pretty sure it was a squirrel. And now we learn <laughs> it was a, a Sherpa. It's actually an invisible yep. Sherpa. It is. So That is. Could you play it again one more time? This is just. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot. Him, uh, foot, foot oh, Excuse this me, is foothills horrible. in the Himalayas with Xi Jinping <laughs> traveling with him. Well, I actually feel bad for Katachi Brown Jackson She's I don't know that for a fact. Standing there so it. awkwardly, like shifting back and forth, like I can't believe I have to do this. Right. And and uh, Kamala is behind in her UPS uniform. Yes. Uh, which I guess got some people in trouble joking about the UPS uniform. <laughs> yeah, not going to get us in trouble. No. 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 no She's wearing a brown you know, UPS uniform, uniform mm-hmm. that she was wearing during the, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, she even looks uncomfortable. She's like, I think she's torn there. She's looking like, Oh dear God, maybe this is my chance. I feel like there's a, there is a chance at some point. She just in one of these exact positions where she, he's standing at the front podium. She's slightly behind to the right from our view. And he just, she just takes it. She just goes for it. She just goes full fledged and just like a linebacker bowls him over and just goes up to the podium and just starts talking and hopes she, nobody says anything. You know what? She honestly, she should be prepared. You know, if something would happen that she would be prepared. And uh, she is. Hang no. on. Yeah, there. Okay. There's, that's her prepared. <laughs> she's it's her prepared line. She's uh, not prepared. Yeah, president is down. No. Oh my goodness, <laughs> you're the president. No. Yeah. No, actually, that's what we would be saying. No, 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 no. Anyway, would uh, she be worse at this point? Again, she's terrible. She'll have terrible policies. She will do a bad job as president. She will be. Uh, you know, everything we believe she will be. However, I don't think she would necessarily mistakenly blurt out a phrase that launches a nuclear war. She would do a lot of other oh, terrible I things. I don't know about that. Are you sure? I don't know. I mean, all of the issues with Kamala Harris seem to be about the fact that she will talk for 40 or 50 minutes without saying anything. Oh, that's she true. She just keeps blurting out that, words and nothing ever true. comes of them. She is good at word salads. Yes. Yeah. She, she makes a, a wonderful word salad. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, where you have Biden and he says things that you know he either doesn't mean or isn't supposed to say, but they happen to antagonize dictators with 6,000 nuclear weapons. Right. So I honestly like her just being a complete moron has to be preferred to him like, at this point. For instance, they used to make fun of uh, Palin 
you know, she couldn't mm-hmm. be president because she said I could I could see Russia from my house right. or something like that. She didn't actually and, say that. But yeah, yes. I know. But mm-hmm. but she was referring that, you know, it's right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's and she was accurate. Mm-hmm. But, you know, while she said things like that, I don't and as honest. I don't know if Kamala Harris could find China on a map. Yeah, she does not seem to have a lot of knowledge. No, but may, it does seem to make her hesitant, which is good. When someone, there's a really dangerous intersection where one road is certainty and the other is ignorance. And when you crash, when those, right, well, no, the policies would not change. They would not change. No, because they would, and she seems to be ignorant and uncertain, which is far better than ignorant and certain. He's not ignorant. He's senile. (laughs) Well, again, I, I... Right? He's senile. I mean, I'm not saying that he doesn't have moments where he's lucid. Right. It comes, I think it comes in and out. It does yeah. seem to be. Occasionally. Like, you know, when he says, America be described in one word. Mm-hmm. And then he suddenly loses all of his lucid brain cells. They're all like, oh, man, I am so tired. And then he goes into Niblick. It's just... <laughs> does go into Niblick. Yeah. It's so reminiscent. If you have... Uh, you know, the cars are so good these days, you know, the ones you get, you get, uh, you know, the cheapest car in the market and it runs for 100,000 miles. But remember those cars from like the late 70s. I have one from the late 70s and you go up to a stoplight and you start pressing the gas and it just doesn't do anything a lot of the time. Sometimes it moves forward. Sometimes you press it and it doesn't move forward. Sometimes the engine just turns off. Sometimes <laughs> it's it, not. That's not a 1970s car. That well, is an MG. Yeah, it's a, it's okay. a British car. It, it was like that new. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that's what I mean. Like back in the day, that was part of what you had. Right. You'd, you'd press the gas and sometimes it, do, it wouldn't work if you bought an MG, if you bought an MG. So right. Biden's brain is like an MG, uh-huh. like a 78 MG that that, by the way, the owner doesn't know how to fix. <laughs> so it's like and there's not a single British guy in the cabinet. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> and so, like, a lot of times I feel like he's in the middle of accelerating into an intersection. there, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he presses the gas. Yeah, he's all, he got it all set up. Presses the gas, the one word that describes America, and nothing happens. The car right. just stalls. And it's sad to watch, but it, it is reality, I think, at it's, this point. I will tell you, I watched that, and everybody I know uh, that watched that kind of watched it with their hand over their mouth, and nobody was like, oh, ho, ho, that's crazy. I mean, it's two days later. Too soon? Uh, so we're laughing about it now, because if not, <laughs> but somebody really honestly, 25th Amendment... Is there anybody rational in the cabinet? Anyone that actually cares? Back in a minute. The Glenn Back Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, I want to talk to you about refinancing your home. Your home is an investment tool, especially these days. Right now, the home values are up almost 20%, and that is a really big deal, even if you're not thinking about selling it, because it means you're able to access that equity as cash at an incredibly low interest rate. With that cash, you can pay off higher interest debts or fund home renovations, building up on the equity that will return over time. Or you can save it up, really, whatever you need, because that equity is your money. If this sounds like something you're interested in, I want you to call American Financing today. 
as the house prices go down, your price of, you know, the value of your equity, it's gone. All of that money. Use that money to your benefit now. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to be a subscriber to Blaze TV and save 10 bucks. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. Mm-hmm. That word is. I was in the, foot, uh, foot, foot, excuse me, in the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping, traveling with him. I guess we traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. I don't know that for a fact either. So, uh, by the way, we on Wednesday, on (laughs) my Wednesday night special, we are not going to make fun of this at all, sincerely, um, at least on the Wednesday night special. Today Mm -hmm. we are, sure. Mm -hmm. But on Wednesday night, I want to have a serious look at the president's mental health. Uh, Somebody needs to. Yeah. And we are we're not going to bring an expert in or anything else. We're just going to show you the evidence of his decline. Uh, It is it is dramatic Mm -hmm. when you watch it over the years and you cut it so you can see what a gaff looks like and what dementia looks like. Because he's done gaffes his entire career for 50 years. He's been gaffing things. This is different. Like what he just did there is completely different. And when he starts into, you know, the Declaration of Independence and says, uh, and, and, and you know, and you know, the, the thing, you know, the thing, that's a different deal. That's he can't remember. I really I don't know if you heard the podcast on Saturday, um, <laughs> but I we did a, a podcast with the author of uh, Lap, Laptop from Hell uh, about Hunter Biden mm. and. I think this is just a really despicable family, just really despicable family. The kids don't really seem to care uh, about anything. Uh, and dad is is not necessarily a good dad. Uh, and because uh, I, I can't imagine this being my father or my uncle or anybody. I would be on the phone with the family mm-hmm. going, what are we doing, guys? Stop yeah. this. He's yeah. he's. This is not just bad for the country. This is bad for dad. Yeah. And that's why I dislike Jill so much. She pushed him into this. She she could have stopped it. I mean, Jake Tapper, you, you remember the interview where Jake Tapper asked about his gaffes and she's don't even go there. And he didn't. So he stopped. Are you kidding Which, me? That's don't, that's don't, the standard of journalism. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, no. she's, oh, oh, the doctor okay. said don't do it. So, so I won't. So I got to listen to the doctor. doctor so she's not a that. medical doctor. She's though. a doctor. We got to listen. So she knows. She knows full well what's going on yeah. with him, and she pushed him into it anyway. Yeah, it's sad. The uh, the twenty fifth amendment works as either the cabinet mm-hmm. itself, which would or be Congress. almost unthinkable, right, at this yeah. point for the mm-hmm. cabinet, which is saying something. Yeah, saying something about every member on that cabinet. Yeah, there's no way. If you had them all under a lie detector, I, I can guarantee you. All of them have said to someone in their family, "What is going on?" I, I don't know if he's or to even each there. other. Even. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. However, there, the other part of it is there can be a specific Congress can set aside a commission, basically mm-hmm. that could make this decision. Mm-hmm. And this was what the Democrats pushed for during Trump. They said we need to create a commission uh, mm-hmm. so that we can have someone who's judging the mental health of the president. Do you think they'd vote for that bill right now? 
No. no. It's their bill. Yeah, I know. Think they'd vote for it? And I think nope. that's nope. that may be what they're wanting the Republicans to do. That may be a setup uh, to get the Republicans, to force the Republicans to do that. If it gets much worse... The Republicans may be forced to do that. And then they can they can and they can say they're just trying it. to get him out right. of the office. And then it goes through. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're like, OK, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's Bad. amazing. Yeah. I, it is a it's a it's a dark thing to talk about. It is. But it, it, ha, it it's on the lips of everyone who watches the news. OK, can we talk? Let's talk about something happy. Let's talk about I mean, it's Easter week. <laughs> let's. Why do you yeah, laugh yeah. at that? No, I, I that's a good setup for what we're about to see. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. What are we about to really happy? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You've got some religious news, some religious news. All right. Good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. From uh, this is the first Presbyterian church, I believe, in Iowa City, Iowa. Okay. Presbyterians. And uh, interesting prayer. Uh, Really? Yeah. I think you'll find it fascinating. Okay. We don't normally pray. Oh, God of pronouns. (laughs) God God of pronouns. We give praise to the great one. Uh the one who was identifiable as God. Mm-hmm. I am what I am, you say. The great they. That was Popeye, wasn't it? The incarnate he <laughs> no. and she. The God of trans being. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Impregnating Mary. Fathering oh. God. Breastfeeding God of many breasts. Wow. You, shadow, you shatter all stereotypes. Mm. Making mm-hmm. every single person... Male and female. Yep. Oh. Mm-hmm. Male and female, mm-hmm. intersex, non-binary, mm-hmm. in your image. Exactly <laughs> Wait. in Wait. your image. What? Hmm. Hmm. Spectrum, rainbow God, who put your promise for non-violence in the symbol for queer love. Oh, yeah. Before mm-hmm. humanity knew. Oh, the rainbow was a symbol even then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. Who had Joseph, who could not, not sleep with a woman, not what he said, and a beautiful lady, perhaps of rainbow colors. No one knew the difference between knew. the male and female. You knew. Yeah, you, you pretty did. clear about that. Too. There were no. God of pronouns, who said you queer, can call me he you know, or she uh, camels or they, mm-hmm. uh, we, we wouldn't have camels, camels today. So, yeah. so. Invisible and visible God, on this day, <laughs> where visibility and celebration this belated. Belatedness, mm. affirmation, oh, yeah. and acceptance mm-hmm. yep. is the bare minimum. Holy cow. That's good. I know. Remind us that you Make are the God it a short. Pronoun. Wrap it up. So you affirm and you celebrate. You got to hear them. the end. It's fascinating. God of Saul, Paul, Does it come my Simon, Isaac. Pretty soon. Yeah. Jacob, Isaac, Simon, Peter, uh-huh. Abram, and Sarai, and Abraham, and Sarah. Uh huh. God of Joseph, of the coat of many colors, of the Ethiopian eunuch. Of the Virgin Mary, Good boy. God of all found families in the Bible, mm-hmm. remind us that you affirm us in our full identi- identity. I want to make sure Name, that the Lord doesn't hold pronoun, this against me for playing this all on of the it. air. Mm-hmm. For this, we give you I'm thanks and praise my will. to the great I am, the great they them. The great they them. They them. Mm. Wow. I mean, that's <laughs> some sacrilege right there. Oh. That's that just, outrageous. Like how do we, it's outrageous? It's like taking the end point that we're right on every woke idea we have, and then just I don't mm-hmm. know, fit it, get it into Bible country. Yeah, as uh, Jeremiah Wright would say, mm-hmm. we're in Bible country now. This is in the Bible. Yeah. I I guess that's where we would go with that because that's not I there's guess. no coherent. 
Well, you're no. not going to a church. Well, I mean, I guess you are, because now wokeness is a religion. It's a cult, it's, actually. Yeah, it's a yeah. fundamentalist cult. Yeah, it's a cult. I mean, I, I really think, uh, America, you really need to understand that. If you have somebody who is, quote, woke, uh, and they are militantly woke, it's because they're in a cult. And you're not going to argue them out of that cult. You're not. No. You have to love them out of that cult. That cult is telling them, you know, your parents or your family, if they don't agree with this, they're bad, they're evil, stay away. They are breaking families up just like a cult does. They are, are not using reason just like cult members don't use reason. Um, you, you know, we, we should have that woman back on. Remember, she got out of the Westboro Baptist Church. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she was loved out of a cult. You're, everybody else was bashing them. She said one guy was not. He was just listening to her. I just want to be your friend. And his friendship proved the cult wrong. And that's what's happening. When, mm. when you, have, you have these liberal people um, and they come over and the right actually will sit and listen to them. We'll have them on our shows, which... They would have never had us on their shows and they listened to us and were nice to them and they realize I've been wrong about these people my whole life. I may not agree with everything they say, but these are good, decent people. It's tough, too, because there's some examples of that. And then I think there are plenty of people that that's not going to work on. I mean, they're just too far. They're no, too but deep. I'm talking about your your friends and family, the yeah. people. I mean, you can't ever give up on them, but it doesn't mean you spend a lot of time. Right. You know, if you're not, if they're not going to, you never know. <clears throat> Pat, mm-hmm. I mean, you knew me when, when I was practically that chick. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, well, I was never that far, but, uh, did you, did you ever think that I would ever turn no. to God and Mm-mm. never? I didn't. And, I was really surprised when and, you did. Right. And, but he never gave up on me. Mm-hmm. Never mm-hmm. gave up on me was always just very, very kind. Never tried to shut things down. He was just always there. At my worst moments, he would say, you know, life does not have to be this hard. And I'd be like, oh, don't don't start with the God <laughs> stuff, please. And he'd be like, it doesn't. It's you're, you're meant to be happy. Yeah, yeah, whatever, freak, back away. And he never gave up on me. And it is because of Pat and my wife that I am alive today, honestly. That has nothing to do with paychecks, future <laughs> paychecks, or anything else. All right, thanks, Pat. All right, uh, let me talk to you about uh, Rough Greens. If you own a dog and you haven't watched him or her experience the joy of Rough Greens yet, what are you waiting for? Not only does it taste great, according to my dog, According to my dog, I haven't tasted it, and I don't recommend you do either. But uh, my dog, Uno, loves it, loves it. Uh, It's incredibly good for him. It's not a dog food. It's what you put on top of the dog food. It's like uh, dry gravy. (laughs) They love it. 
It has probiotics, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, omega oils. These are just some of the things that your dog needs to live a healthier life. The folks at Rough Greens are so convinced that your dog is going to see a huge difference if he likes it. They're going to send you the first bag for free. All you have to do is pay for shipping. It's roughgreens.com slash back, roughgreens.com slash back. Just give this trial bag a shot to see if your dog loves it as much as Uno does. Uh, and then sit back and watch the changes in your dog over the next couple of, you know, six months. It's remarkable. Roughgreens.com slash Beck, 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLEN-N-33, roughgreens.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation, 888-727-BECK. <laughs> In this universe, it could happen. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, I want to, uh, yeah, I just want to point out that John Hinckley is now going on tour. If you don't know who John Hinckley is, he's the guy who almost killed Ronald Reagan in an assassination attempt. Uh, Reagan, um, should have died really. I mean, it, it was very, very close. Miracle. He did. Yeah. Miracle that he didn't. Uh, John Hinckley, uh, was absolutely insane and, uh, and has been released now lives in his mom's basement is 66 years old uh but he has put out a bunch of uh, a bunch of songs uh that you can uh he's got 26 songs and he's gonna go on uh <clears throat> he's going on tour this is one of those 26 songs i'm gonna play for you right now you're in my dreams most every night Okay. Sad. Looking fine. Sounds. High up on Listen to this. Pedestal. Like Jodie Foster. I'm so glad you're mine. Oh, what do you mean by that? Life here on earth is black and white. Yeah, don't kill people. The sun's not out today. Okay, doesn't mean it. it doesn't. I will wait until the night uh-huh. to wash my blues away. Okay, I think we've heard enough. Really good, though. That's really good. I want to see him in concert. Sometimes, you know, this is unfair. When you have that level of talent, you get excused for things, you know. And this guy guy should be so good. I I mean, I wish him no ill, uh, you know. And he he was sick, but why is he outside? No, why is he? I welcome his rehabilitation and his his uh, his efforts towards being a better person. They should just happen in between four walls that don't move, and he never moves out of them. Maybe there's a couple of bars on one of the walls. Now, you'd probably be the same kind of bigot that would say that. Could you please play? Like, uh, hmm? Is Could there you? no crime to commit that keeps you in prison no, anymore? There's, no, there's not. Uh, here is uh, a new song by Jesse Smollett. Hmm. Oh, I love this. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> they help You're not solving a crime. Taking out the elements of race and trans and homophobia that's straight taking lives. But turn around and act like I'm the one that killed the strides. Maybe we stick together. Maybe we read more. Instead of saying that it's above me now, brother, you should come. I can't be mad. Take my ego out. Some people searching for fame. Some people chasing that clout. Just remember this. This ain't that situation. You think I'm stupid enough to keep my reputation. What rest of you two look like a victim? Like it's something fun. I better look at someone else. The wrong one. So he's you got the wrong one. Um, he didn't he didn't do it. Uh, and uh, now I'm thinking just as a promoter, 
let's get these two together. Yes, a great um, tour. Except I don't know if I mean Hinkley might be like I'm not gonna. That I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be seen with him. You know, it's <laughs> I've got a reputation uh, and a musical reputation to protect here. That, I mean, at least Hinkley admits he did it. Mm. That's true. He's taking more responsibility. Yeah. What? It, what? Give me odds on this. It's just just a scenario. Mm-hmm. John Hinkley goes out. He gets Jussie Smollett to open for him on tour. Mm-hmm. They do the show on the last night of the tour. It ends with Hinkley marrying Jodie Foster on stage. Odds. If three to one at this point with this world, maybe three to one. <laughs> I don't. In this universe. And the one we've yeah. slipped into. Yes. This, this, this metaverse thing that we're in. Mm-hmm. I th- I think it's about 80 to 90 percent. Yeah. You think it's a 90 percent yeah, chance? 90 percent chance. Yeah. It yeah. does seem like a great ending, doesn't it? It would make sense <laughs> in this world that we have right now, wouldn't it? It would be like, oh, yeah, of course. She was finally impressed. He became a singer and uh, they live happily ever after. It yeah. would make total sense. And some would say, well, she doesn't seem to be all that interested in male companionship. However, that does not seem to be a thing. You can't judge people Wait like a minute. that. You forgot a step. He has to identify as a woman. Okay, yes. He identifies in the last performance. <laughs> as a woman. He identifies as a woman, and they get married as a couple. Then. Of women. They all move into the same house together and launch a reality show covering their life. And maybe Jussie gets involved. It's a, a, poly, a polyamorous situation hmm. where that's going on. And the Nigerian brothers come in. They... the. <laughs> The guys who who definitely were wearing MAGA hats at the time of the I attack. I think that's great. I think, look, this is our bright future. This is where we go. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I was just throwing in, that could be the slogan of oh. the guy who sits at their breakfast table. Mm. You know, we could get maybe Trump involved. Yes. And he could just go, you're fired. <laughs> you're fired. This is... The Glenn Beck Program. So if you're like me, you spend a fair bit of uh, amount of time, you know, fighting crime after work. I can't begin to tell you how many times I've come into the studio in the morning after a quick change somewhere, you know, out of my superhero. Some would say it's a costume, but my clothes. Uh, And, uh, you know, talk about sweating. You know what I mean? I've been fighting crime all night. That's why I like to use sweat block. Sweat block. This is... The best, sincerely, this is the best deodorant antiperspirant I have ever seen uh, and ever used. It was uh, invented by a Harvard doctor who had kind of a sweat problem himself. And he was like, what? You know what? Why don't I fix this? And he did. It is fantastic. Uh, Also, this is heavy duty sweat block. This is for people if you have like, you know, real issues. Uh, You know, you've got the you've got the sweat tacos under the arm every day. Uh, this you put on once at night and it lasts seven days. You get up in the morning, you take a shower, you don't apply anything. Lasts seven days. If you don't like stinking and smelling and having sweat tacos that everybody's looking at, please try this. It's fantastic. It's called Sweat Block at sweatblock.com. You'll save with promo code BECK 20% or you can pick it up at Amazon. It's sweatblock.com, promo code BECK.
here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. I want to have a conversation with you about something that uh, Stu and I used to say. <laughs> yeah, again, we're carrying enough water on this program. We just can't. We're being overwhelmed by the important things we have to talk about. But thank goodness we have had a change of heart a few years ago um, because the one topic that we just wouldn't take on was abortion. Even though all of us were pro-life, it was enough water. Let somebody else fight that battle. We can't. It is Canada is about to become, in March of next year, it will become one of the very few nations on Earth that will allow a doctor to assist you in suicide for mental illness such as depression, bipolar disorder, personality disorders, schizophrenia, or PTSD. We're headed in the wrong direction and nobody seems to want to talk about the direction we're heading on the cheapness of life. I don't know how many people even heard about what happened in Washington with, I don't know how else to describe it, a box of dead children. We go there in 60 seconds. Please stay with us. This is really an important conversation to have. When you're living with a lot of pain in your life, it can be really easy just to give up hope of never feeling normal again. I know how that goes. I've been there. I've done that. Uh, about three, four years ago, I was living with so much pain, I just couldn't take it. I didn't think I could do this job anymore. Um, and I said to my wife, I give up. I just give up. And she said, before you do, please try Relief Factor. And I said, that's the advertiser that is on the blaze and she's like yeah and i said it's like ibuprofen i'm pretty sure it works on inflammation ibuprofen is a joke for me she said try it so i did i didn't do commercials for them before because i didn't think it would work for me and i'm not going to tell you to do something that didn't work for me this works for me and 70 percent of the people who try it go on to order more i'm here today because my wife made me try Relief Factor. She saved my life so many times. ReliefFactor.com, ReliefFactor.com, 800, the number four, Relief, ReliefFactor.com. Okay. Um, I, I, uh, I'm glad that we are on radio uh, to some degree because... Um, the images that are available now of what was found uh, are just horrific, just horrific. Mary Margaret Ulan, uh, Ulahan was, um, uh, she's a reporter for the Daily Wire, and uh, she has been following this story. And Mary Margaret, I don't know uh, how you do it. I really don't know how you do it. Welcome. Thank you, Glenn. Good morning. It's great to be here. It's uh, it's been a rough, rough, little over a week now of covering this. It's just like you were saying, these photos are so gruesome. It's so sad. It's every time we report on this, it's just 
more horrifying and upsetting details that we find. And like you said, this box of, of dead children was found outside this abortion clinic here in Washington, D.C., the nation's capital in the greatest country in the world. It's, it's truly unbelievable. I uh, saw the article from Live Action, uh, and they included the pictures, and I, I you, I, you can't unsee them. Um, but I was shocked at uh, baby number one because it's full size. I mean, it's just full size. Yeah, yeah. No, these babies are. Uh, we re- we've been referring to them at the Daily Wire as preemie sized because I think that's yeah. a really good imagery for people to understand how old these babies are and um if you look at these images you can see they have eyes they have their limbs they're they look i think some of them could survive outside the womb we've known some preemie babies baby number one could have easily yes and so this is uh, a very dark graphic reminder of what is going on you know even people like me or like you glenn that that talk about abortion all the time and are very aware of what goes on i think we can forget sometimes how horrible this is and how um, gruesome in nature these abortions are you know we talk about wanting to ban abortions after this point or after that point but then you actually see the baby and it just comes over you like a wave that this is what is happening when these women go in to end their baby's life so this is um uh i think this is going to be looked at 100 years from now um as we were barbarians exactly the way slavery is is viewed today that how did these people do nothing about it how come nobody spoke out um and we face the same problem that we did in slavery uh are you going to go to war about it and you know i think uh, I think the time is coming where that that might be a part of uh, a strategy. I don't know, because it's it's so horrific um, and nobody wants to look at it. And it really is. If we can't get this one right, we can't get anything right. You went last week to. Well, first of all, let me just could you please tell the story? Because the first reporting on this Uh, came out that this was from uh, pro-life activists that were extremists, that this box of dead babies was found in their possession. And so police are investigating this uh, group of right-wing extremists. That's not true. You're exactly right. So the first reporting on this that came out was, that pro-life or they don't call them pro-life anti-abortion extremists where Mm -hmm. uh, police discovered fetal remains in their home and it was like oh my gosh these crazy anti-abortion extremists if you look on getty images where we all get our our pictures for our stories there's all these pictures of the pro-lifers home where the fetal remains were discovered well the real story what actually happened here and this is what these pro-lifers told me these are members of the progressive anti-abortion uprising so they're a progressive pro-life group. They're not on the same page as conservatives with most issues. They're not conservative, but they're pro-life. So these women, two of them, Lauren Handy and Teresa Bukanovic, they went to Washington Surgery Clinic um, a little over a week ago. Um, and they, this is an abortion clinic in Foggy Bottom, which is near Georgetown and George Washington University. So they're outside this clinic and they see a big truck that's from Curtis Bay Medical Waste Facility. And right outside the truck, there's a dolly with two boxes on it, 
And both of those boxes are covered in Curtis Bay labeling, and they say they're from Washington Surgery Clinic. So these pro-lifers told me that they asked the driver who was loading boxes into the truck. They said, do you know what's in those boxes? And he supposedly told them, no, I don't. And they said, there's dead babies in there. Now, they told me they're guessing because they didn't actually know at that point, but they were pretty sure that they were right. And the driver was horrified. And when they asked if they could take one of the boxes to give the babies a proper funeral, he said yes. So they took it. This is what they told me. They went home. They opened up the box with a lot of different, um, you know, they went to the store and got surgical equipment to make sure that they were going to be opening um, the box in a cleanly manner. They told me they wanted to have a priest there, but they weren't able to do that in time. And I've seen videos, Glenn, of them opening this box and seeing the babies Mm. that are inside. It's just absolutely so upsetting. They found 110 little boxes of pulverized baby remains in the first trimester and then five fully formed babies who they believe to be in the end of the second or the third trimester. Uh, And these videos are just chilling. You can hear the women opening them and and being really upset and crying. And, um, you know, we, I've spoken to Teresa and Lauren and seen them at a press conference. These women are just overcome by what they've been through and seen. And now once they've found those babies, they were getting ready to decide what to do with them. And Lauren and Teresa didn't want to stay in Lauren's apartment because that's where the babies were. And they felt, you know, that it was kind of a tomb at that point. So they stayed at Teresa's house. Well, the FBI was already preparing to arrest Lauren and a bunch of other pro-life activists in a separate incident from October, 2020, when they pushed their way into an abortion clinic. And so last week, or I'm sorry, a little over a week ago, the FBI showed up at Lauren's house to arrest her right when Lauren and Teresa were getting back to the house early in the morning to go look at the baby remains and decide what to do with them. And so they told me that they got out of their Uber and right then the FBI all got out of their cars and arrested Lauren and Teresa went into the house thinking that the babies would be gone, but they were still there. So at that point, the progressive anti-abortion uprisings lawyer contacted the D.C. authorities and said, please come take these baby remains and do a forensic examination of them. Well, they did come to take the baby remains, but the way the Metropolitan Police Department explained this was that they said they were told, they received a tip that there were baby remains in this Capitol Hill house. From their well, own attorney? That's how yeah, they're, they, it's, it's a tip. They didn't huh. say that. Yeah, so they, they portrayed it as if they received a tip that these crazy people had baby remains in their home. Well, I think that is typically the way the police department will give a press release or or explain how they learned about this. That's what the police told me. But media ran with that and reported it as if the police were tipped off that there were these crazy people with babies in their home. So at the Daily Wire, we waited to learn the facts. We we reached out to everyone. We, we um, made sure that we had the full story before we reported it. And we've been talking to the Metropolitan Police Department, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, the D.C. Medical Examiner, the Department of Health and Human Services, the Washington Surgery Clinic, where these babies were found, Curtis Bay Medical Waste Facility. And, Glenn, I have been borderline harassing these people, reaching out over and over, saying, please, give me some answers. I couldn't get anything from anyone. The only response that we've had was from Mayor Muriel Bowser, who didn't respond to me. She finally responded to Senator Langford on Friday evening, after, you know, everyone's checked out for the weekend, she responded to him 
And not only did she not answer lawmakers' demands that the autopsies be performed on these babies and that they be preserved as evidence, because pro-lifers are worried that they won't be preserved as evidence, not only did she ignore that, she also suggested that Lauren Handy, one of the progressive anti-abortion uprising members, actually could have committed a crime by tampering with fetal remains. So she's, she's saying, oh like the police, she's saying the only thing that might be a fault here is these pro-life activists getting involved with these fetal remains. She's not interested in looking into what actually went on here. And, you know, she literally days before this, she's tweeting and being retweeted by Emily's List, which is a pro-abortion organization that is endorsing her. So there's no interest from authorities in getting to the bottom of this. Apparently, we, we can't see any. Um, and, and as we know, Glenn, D.C. is incredibly pro-abortion. The Biden administration is very pro-abortion. Uh, I've talked with a bunch of different people that have told me this looks like an ideological disinterest in finding out what's going on here. Oh, yeah. because and, and, and these two are going to have a real hard time with a jury in Washington, D.C. as well. Uh, really oh, exactly. a hard time. Okay, can you hold on just a sec for uh, um, uh, Mary Margaret? We're we're talking to uh, Mary Margaret Ulhan, um, and um, she is going to tell us another story. She went to the clinic of the abortionist there in D.C. that is accused of just gruesome, gruesome crimes, uh, and something happened there that is remarkable that you need to hear about. Coming up in just a second. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, here's the simple fact. Interest rates are going to continue to rise until uh, inflation is contained. And if they don't, that spells the end of the dollar. Now, don't know what that's going to mean either direction. But your job right now during all of this is make sure that you stay on top of your spending and your debt. Make sure that you're not wasting money on things like high interest fees. If you haven't looked lately, high interest fees are everywhere. Take a look at your credit card statement. Try not to faint. They are as high as 24% right now. You're not, and we haven't even started. We haven't even started. They're between 18, generally between 18.9 to 22.5 percentage points right now, the average credit card. You got to get out of those things. Right now, you can get a great deal by calling mortgage consultants over at American Financing. Have them do a free mortgage review. Salary-based consultants, no high pressure, no, you know, no obligation at all. You just call them, talk to them. They'll tell you if they have a, a loan program that will fit your budget. Uh, lower rates, shorter terms, debt consolidation, things that will save you thousands and thousands of dollars, and you'll be able to be done with those high-interest credit cards. Please do it now. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Mary Margaret Ulahan. Do I have that right, Mary Margaret Ulahan? It's Ulahan. Ulahan. Okay. We're Irish. Olahan. No, Mary Margaret. Don't say it. you're Irish. Um, uh, by the way, the Catholic Church or Catholics need to be thanked. You guys have been on the front lines of trying to stop abortion forever. You are the one faith that is 
always the first there. And uh, my compliments, my compliments to the Catholics. Thank you. Um, all right. So, um, Mary Margaret, you went to uh, a clinic in D.C. Can you tell us this story? Yes, this is, um, you know, I, I drove down there on Thursday morning. It was really rainy. And I went there because we had been reporting on this all week, like I've been sharing with you. And I just got so frustrated. No one was answering. And I kept trying to reach out to Dr. Santangelo, the abortionist who runs this clinic. I wanted to reach out to the clinic, but nobody would answer me. And I kept being told to reach out to the National Abortion Federation, who, of course, is doing PR for this clinic and Dr. Santangelo amid this crisis. So I got really tired of not hearing from anybody. And I got up and I drove down to Dr. Santangelo's home, which is this million dollar home in Georgetown. He was not there. I don't think his wife was either. So then I drove to the abortion clinic, which is in Foggy Bottom. And it's on the fourth floor of this office building. And when you get up there, you know, it's, it's a hallway. So you get up to the, to the fourth floor and there's the door to the abortion clinic. And that's important later. You'll understand why. But so I go inside and I start talking to these nurses or abortion staffers that work there. And they wouldn't tell me anything. They said, you need to talk to the National Abortion Federation. They tried to tell me that Dr. Santangelo wasn't there today that day. Well, I told them I, I didn't think they were telling me the truth because I looked around the waiting room and there were a lot of patients there. Right. And then they still wouldn't tell me anything. So finally, I told them, look, you guys want to be on the right side of the story. Please, if you still want to talk to me, you can. And I told them where to find me. And they, they, they let me know that they would certainly not be talking to me. And then as I left, I walked out the door and there in the hallway next to the elevator was this woman with a man that I think was her husband or her boyfriend. And she was leaning on the wall. She was bending over almost all the way, just heaving and moaning and clearly in a lot of pain. And the guy that was with her looked up when I came out into the hall and he looked at me and his eyes were really red and he looked really upset. And I instantly was really worried. I said, are you okay? What's going on? And the girl straightened up and tried to act like everything was normal. And she said, yeah, I'm fine. But she was sweating and she looked really upset. And so I told her that I was a reporter. And I said, if you don't mind my, my asking, is everything okay? Like, what's going on here? And she was very nice, even in her pain. And she said, oh, I'm, I'm here for an abortion. And this confused me because... You know, she's in a lot of pain and I looked at her stomach and it was really huge and protruding from her T-shirt that she was wearing. Yeah. And I, I said, what are you? Did you already have the abortion? What do you mean? And she said, no, I'm having it right now. And Glenn, I was just I, I couldn't believe it. I was looking into the eyes of this woman who was telling me that her baby was being aborted as we spoke. And I was confused. And I said, what do you mean? And she told me they took the tubes out. And because I report on abortion a lot, I realized almost instantly what she meant was she was referring to laminaria, which is um, often made out of seaweed, which the doctor puts into uh, the abortionist puts into a woman to help her dilate so that they can get in there and get at the baby easier oh my gosh. so that they can induce the abortion. So in this scenario, I talked to some pro-life doctors that told me that since she was in the hall and they had taken the laminaria out already, it was likely that she was about to head into an induction abortion. And in an induction abortion, I'm not going to get too graphic here. Yeah. Babies are often born alive. And that is, you know, that, that leaves room for a baby to be killed after it is born. 
by the abortionist that leaves room for the baby to die on the operating table if nothing is done. You know, we've heard stories of nurses rushing babies out of the room and no one knows what happens next. We've heard stories of... Mary, I have have only about 30 seconds. I am so sorry. How can somebody help? What can we do? Can you give it to... Do we go to liveaction.org? What do we do to get involved? Live Action is certainly a powerful player in this in this um, fight against abortion, but lawmakers like Bowser need to be called on to to stand to take a, a response to what's going on, to perform autopsies on these babies. We need to learn the truth about what happened in that clinic. Thank you so much for taking and tackling the uh, the hardest story I think there is. I know that takes a toll on a person. Thank you for that work. It's uh, Mary Margaret Olahan from The Daily Wire. Back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. A deep spring cleaning can do wonders for your home. But where do you really take the things, uh, you know, when you want to go to the next level? You want to really go for it. Remember, renovations don't have to break the bank when you're dealing with Blinds.com. And you want to update your house. You want to make a change that is... The biggest impact for the lowest impact on your dollar, uh, that would be blinds, blind shade, shutters, drapes, whatever it is. Blinds.com has them for you, and they come at one low cost, no matter how many things you order, installation. They also give you access to expert design consultants for free. And the, uh, the installation is done by pros who actually know how to do it. I mean, you can do it yourself. Blinds.com, the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. And right now you can save up to 45% through April 19th. Go to Blinds.com now. 45% off site-wide. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Make sure to get The Great Reset. It's available now. You can get your first chapter for free at glensnewbook.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. I'm glad you're here. That was, that was tough even just hearing the story. And just gives me a pit in my stomach that we are just so far off the right track. We're not even close. We're diametrically, we're, we're headed uh, south when we should be headed north. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think you can honestly say that's the most important issue of our time. The, the, this ongoing genocide of American citizens and people all across the world who should be alive today and aren't millions and millions and millions of them. And it's tough to talk about, you know, going through the details of it, even people who completely agree that it's as terrible as I just described it, don't want to hear it. And certainly the people who are endorsing the behavior really don't want to hear it. So how, how can you win people over when the most obviously compelling evidence, because it's so shocking is something that people don't even want to look at. You're still having the same problem uh, with slavery today. There are, look it up. There's like 70 countries where it's not illegal to have slaves today. Mm. Today we're arguing about why didn't we end it sooner? 
today. It's because nobody really wants to look at it. Nobody really wants to look at what's really happening in Iran. We're negotiating with them. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the homosexuals in Iran. They claim there are none. That it just doesn't happen. That that's the decadence of the West. Really? Is it? Then why are you throwing people off of roofs in Iran for being homosexual? That's the reason why there's no homosexuals in Iran. You kill them. Nobody wants to see these things. And somehow or another, we've been called extremists. And that's fine. Then I guess I'm an extremist. If it is an extremist to say, you know what? We shouldn't kill babies. We shouldn't kill children. Do you know that there are many states now? California is one of them. No limits. No limits is what they're moving towards. No limits. After birth doesn't matter. Well, after birth is not a... Let's just get the terminology here. After birth is not an abortion. No, but no, I mean, letting I, them die. <laughs> letting them yeah. die. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if it makes me an extremist to say, you know, look, I, when it comes to abortion uh, for rape and incest, I, I don't want to be the judge of that because I don't. I believe that's still a life and a worthy life, but I'm not going to, I don't want to sit in judgment of somebody who, you know, says to their daughter, like, I mean, I would, I know I would say, please, please carry the child, please. But if she were raped, I, I, I'm going to do everything I can, but I'm going to love her every step of the way and let her make the decision and but that's i don't like it but that's where i fall with compassion but at some point you know you're 24 weeks in what have you been doing the last 24 weeks what, what this is what is happening now canada is looking at Allowing doctors to assist suicide for PTSD, for any kind of mood disorder, for depression. Our treatment for depression will be doctor-assisted suicide? In Canada, yes. Does that make me an extremist? I think the definition of extremist, it cannot go to a conservative. You can't be a conservative extremist because conservatives, what the definition means is we believe in conserving those things that work, that are important. You can can discard things that aren't working, but these are here for a reason. An extremist would be saying, I've got a new idea. I want to apply that men can have periods. That's the extremist, not the man who says, no, no, they can't. I'm an extremist 
for saying I can define a man and a woman? No, you're the extremist when you say you can't define it. I'm the extremist for saying I don't want you teaching, I don't care if it's gay or straight sex, to my kindergartners. I don't want you talking about that they might have feelings that they're a boy when they're a girl. I don't want you doing that in kindergarten, first, second, or third grade. That makes me an extremist. I don't think I'm an extremist for saying I don't want that in the eighth grade. But I'm an extremist for third grade being the limit. You're an extremist if you belong to a religion that disagrees with the religion of wokeism. You're an extremist. You, they have a right to their religion. And make no mistake, it's a religion. It's a religious cult. But you don't have a right to your religion or your speech I, as a member of the press, I don't have the right to say the things I want to in the public square without social media crushing me and without the president of the United States making lists to give to those companies to have them suppress that speech. I'm the extremist because those are guaranteed in our Constitution, something that we all agreed on for almost 250 years. I'm the extremist because I believe a law-abiding citizen should have the right to protect themselves. I believe that non-law-abiding citizens shouldn't have them. I believe we should have stringent gun laws on if you're not supposed to buy one, then you should go to jail. I'm the extremist. Because I don't think the spy agencies should be able to spy on people in the United States. Collect our information. Use it against us. I don't believe that our government should be in bed with corporations. But that makes me an extremist. You on the left, when did you lose your mind? A lot of the things I believe, you used to believe. You used to be the flag bearer for it. You used to be the one that would say, this is insanity. You can't have the government in business with big business. You see that Pfizer just came out. They said they wanted a yearly COVID tax. I'm sorry, those of you on the, the left that are suddenly not the extremists. You love Pfizer now, right? You love Big Pharma. You, we do what Big Pharma tells us to do, right? We're not the extremists. We don't want to overthrow the United States government. We think our government, we agree with the people that were, they called themselves liberals at the time, but they were progressives. 
But the average person was a liberal and they believed in freedom of speech. Justice, equal justice, not equality or I'm sorry, uh, equity, but equal justice. You used to believe in a set of principles. Your principles now are nothing more than the ramblings of an insane cult, a cult that includes people like Black Lives Matter Global Inc. Inc. It's a corporation, a dirty corporation that has stolen from the inner cities, stolen from people who actually believed in something. Took that money, abused their power, abused their trust, and your so-called priests say nothing about it. And thus, you're not allowed to say anything about it. We, we have to realize and state it out loud in our schools, in our offices. I'm not a member of your cult. And that's what it is. They are separating us from our families. They're telling their cult members not to listen to anyone else. Would a cult tell you to silence everyone? Or would a cult tell you, oh, be open-minded, listen to everybody? Which one does a cult do? Does a cult say, no, go talk to your family? You know, they may disagree with you and it's going to be tough, but go talk to your family. And you know what? Love your family. If your family doesn't agree with you, then your family doesn't agree with you, but love them. Is that what a cult does? Or does a cult say, if your family member disagrees, don't invite them to anything anymore. Cut them off. I'm not the extremist. The cult that half of America worships today, those members are the extremists. And it's time we say it out loud without any fear. We are not afraid of, quite honestly, your evil cult. We have God on our side. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. We remain on God's side, hopefully. Uh, tax season is always a crazy time, but it can feel even more stressful if you fall victim to a fake IRS call. Scammers pretending to be IRS agents will ask you for personal information in bank accounts or for you to wire money on the spot. Be smart. Hang up. That's not the IRS. The IRS doesn't need to scam you. They already take money from you by force, pretty much at gunpoint. So they're not scamming you out of your dollars. They don't call you and say, hey, you've got to wire this money or else. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day we put our information at risk on the Internet. That's what LifeLock is there for. They can't catch everything. No one can. 
but they can monitor things better than you can on your own. And if you do become a victim, they have restoration specialists that can work to help you fix the problem quickly. It's LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25% now. The Glenn Beck Program. Thank you so much for making The Great Reset the number one book in the nation the 11th week out. Um, you can get The Great Reset uh, by me uh, wherever books are sold. Um, it's running low. I don't know if it's even available on Amazon. Can you check? More books are coming, but please grab the book, um, The Great Reset. I don't know if you saw what Peter Thiel said uh this last week when he was at the Bitcoin convention, he said, when you think of ESG, you should be thinking CCP. Uh, he said, uh, ESG is a hate factory. It's a factory for naming enemies and we should not be allowed, uh, not allowing them to do that. Um, you know, we have an executive order now from Biden. that's putting this top priority of being able to, um, uh, put the, put out a Fed coin, which will totally be a complete enforcement of ESG, ESG standards, environmental, social justice, and corporate governance. He says the difference between ESG and the CCP, the Communist Party of China, they're into social and governance. Environmental is sort of fake. It's probably also fake in a lot of these cases. So when you think of ESG, think CCCP. As far as I can tell, the only things that are not liked by ESG are some of the carbon industries and Bitcoin. Um, he says um, the stakeholder capitalism is a ruse and it is going to be the death of us. Um, and we have got to pay attention to the Great Reset. There's some really good news. Many states are working 25 or let me see if I have that here. 25 or 28 states now are on board working to uh, stop ESG standards in hopefully your state. Call your your state representatives, your state house, your Senate, your governor, and tell them in no uncertain terms, we do not want ESG standards being able to be applied in our state. Uh, all right. Coming up in just a, uh, just a second, a guy who... I find extraordinarily reasonable, but he's he's of he's from San Francisco. He's also a guy who I mean, how would you describe him, Stu? Uh, he's, you know, an environmentalist uh, yeah. and was very active in the environmentalist movement. Yeah. And then uh, had an awakening that some of these things <laughs> that were being proposed by progressives weren't actually helping the environment Correct. in any way. He's, um, he's wide awake. He's not woke. He's wide awake. Mm. Uh, and he's running for the governor of California. And he just might be able to pull that off. We talk to him next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Just love him. I mean, I would probably hate him as president. Uh, you know, he would do too many things I'm sure I would disagree with. But I got to tell you, I just, 
I'd rather have somebody with common sense than somebody that I disagree with all the, or agree with all the time. And we've liked his vision for a long time. We did yeah. a special in 2006 on the CNN headline news where we featured Tesla. Uh, <laughs> did we really? Back 2006 then. it was. And talking about them as like, hey, here's a company that's trying to do something about global warming, yeah. but not, not trying to change laws, not trying yeah. to force everybody to do it. They're just saying, hey, we're going to make a better product. And that was the original Roadster, and they just announced uh, yesterday that they, they the Roadster supposedly coming back next year. Long delayed, great. but that car looks so. Uh, I think he's not going on the board because he doesn't want all the rules. Yes, he would be limited at fourteen point nine percent of company yeah, ownership. Yeah, and I don't think he could. Uh, I don't. I, I'm not sure he could say the things that he would say, mm-hmm. um, and um, it couldn't be an outspoken critic. It was a way for them to silence him. I hope he buys fifty one percent. Yeah, I will say. It's uh, what time of the day is it? Because he might be over 14.9 already. Yeah, I hope he is. Schellenberger was Time Magazine's Hero of the Environment, the winner of the 2008 Green Book Award. Uh, He has uh, been an expert reviewer of the next assessment report for intergovernmental uh, panel on climate change. He's written about energy and environment for the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, Nature Energy. He's written for two decades in these publications. He also um, has solutions. He's for a long time, he said, decriminalize drugs. There should be affordable housing, alternatives to jail and prison. And he has solutions for homelessness. And when it started to spread, he started to look in and take a closer look at the problem. He is uh, the author of a new book that is coming out soon. Uh, I'm trying to find the name of it. He's already got San Francisco out, but I believe, oh yeah, I'm sorry, San Francisco, I was just looking at the uh, the secondary title, Why Progressives Ruin Cities. Wait a minute, this guy? This guy's writing that? He's also running for governor, and he just, if I were in California, he just might win my vote in California. We'll talk to him next. Title Twins books. If you think the Fed, federal government uh, has an institution called the Fed, we should talk. The word federal, just because it's in it doesn't make it. Uh, you know, that's like CNN. The N stands for news. Does it? Really? 
The Fed is a reckless, garbage institution which is threatening our very way of life. Runaway inflation that we're now seeing is is not going to get better before it gets a lot worse. And it's got the Fed written all over it. You need to know what it is. You need to know how inflation works. It doesn't mean your prices are going up. It means the value of your dollar is going down. That's going to hurt your savings and everything else. I want you to get a free book from the Tuttle Twins. Now, this is a series for kids, but I'll tell you, most people will learn a lot from it. Maybe even you. It is a, a book based on uh, the uh, the book Creature from Jekyll Island, which tells the story of the Fed. This one will teach your kids and your family about inflation, the Fed, how money works. You can get it for free now at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Just pay for shipping. I've gotten them to offer this for free. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go there now. Michael Schellenberger, how are you, sir? Hey, great to be with you, Glenn. Thank you. Um, So, Michael, um, running for... The governor uh, of uh, California, you've been there before. You did this, what, four years ago, maybe? I did. We, we ran in 2018. It didn't really take off then. I know so much more now. Yeah. And I'm absolutely you know, heartbroken by the humanitarian disaster that we call homelessness. Our schools are failing. We're in the worst energy crisis that was created by bad policy. So I'm running again. We've got a big movement behind us. I think we've got a good chance this time. I, I really hope so. I mean, Michael, I'm sure we don't ag- uh, agree on an awful lot of things, but at least you're willing to look at facts and figures and see if that makes sense. Nobody is seemingly willing to do that anymore. For instance, uh, California just passed a, um, uh, a law that is going to make the supply chain problem even worse uh, they are they're passing regulation on truck and buses, and you've got all of these trucking companies that are being told now by the state, I think you have, what, until next year to replace your truck. Otherwise, if you don't buy a new one with all this stuff on it, uh, you can't use it in California. Well, who can afford a $300,000 semi-truck at the drop of a hat, let alone a whole bunch of them if you have a fleet? That's right. I mean, the problem in California is that the governor is controlled by a small group of people who benefit from these anti-human, pro-scarcity policies. The truth is California is rich in land, housing, energy, water. But the governor's people, Governor Gavin Newsom, they, tr- they keep things scarce in order to make money off of ordinary people. So when I'm governor, we're going to make energy abundant. We should have abundant energy. Transportation should be cheap. Housing should be cheap. I know how to do that. We can do that. But it's 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 a it's a pro-human environmentalism, not an anti-human environmentalism. So how are you going to get around all of these people that are making so much money uh, going the other direction? I mean, you know, you've got ESG you're facing soon. Uh, how are you going to get and turn the tide on this? I mean, the exciting thing is that the vast majority of people will benefit from more abundant, cheaper energy, housing, water. I mean, I'll give you an example. There's been a fight between farmers 
environmentalists and residents for 50 years over water. Right. But we should have abundant water. We've actually had a we, we agreed to spend billions of dollars to store more water. The governor has blocked those projects on behalf of his you know, a very well-funded group of people. Jeez. I'm going to build those projects. I already have a mandate to do so. We can also recycle water and we can desalinate water. The Israelis export fresh drinking water because of their desalination program, even though they live in such an arid environment. California should be doing the same. We should be a world leader in desalination. The key is abundant energy. I'm going to make energy abundant again in California, and that's the key to ending this insane war over water. So when you say you have a plan for energy, I know you're an environmentalist, um, but you are not you're not crazy. When I hear Washington state say they're taking all gasoline engines off the road or at least to be sold by 2030. That you can't plug that many cars into the power grid without having brownouts. So what are you going to do about energy? The difference between the kind of environmentalist I am, I'm a pro-human, pro-abundance environmentalist. The people in power, the people who created the worst energy crisis in 50 years, we're in the midst of the worst energy crisis globally in 50 years, it was actually going on before Putin invaded Ukraine. He was only able to invade Ukraine because Europe became dependent on Russia for imported energy. I'd been going to Europe for the last five years, six years, warning them they needed to produce more of their energy. They needed to keep their nuclear plants operating. They needed to rely more on American-made natural gas. Instead, they became dependent on Putin. So they were helpless to deter an invasion. California is now as helpless as Europe is on, oh, yeah. and is on Russia. We import 30% of our electricity. It's, a, it's ridiculous. Abundant it's... natural gas is the key to environmental equality and energy security. And yet anti-human environmentalists are blocking natural gas production and trying to shut down our nuclear plant. I, I will, I, I'll tell you, if, uh, if some of these states around you wanted to cut California off, they could cripple you just like Russia uh, is crippling Ukraine and Europe. They could cut you off because you're not you're not willing to in California. You're not willing to have a coal fire plant or anything else. So you ship all that energy in. It's it's like saying, you know, we're the United States. We don't torture. We're just going to ghost plane people to Egypt. That's immoral. That's right. Well, if you, if you go to people, want to, they can find out at schellenbergerforgovernor.com. I describe how we're going to make energy abundant and secure in California. Governor Gavin Newsom has made us dangerously vulnerable to blackouts. He says he cares about the environment. Glenn, he lifted the air pollution regulations against burning diesel because we were that close to having widespread blackouts because of his policies restricting energy consumption on behalf of a tiny cabal of ruling class political elites. I'm going to stand up to them. I'm organizing a movement of ordinary folks. Look, most industries here in California, high tech, agriculture, entertainment, these are industries that depend on abundant energy. They don't want to have their energy, their, their life, the life 
the lifeblood that runs through the entire economy strangled by a tiny group of billionaires making money on the backs of ordinary people. And that's how we're going to get it done. What do you think of the teachers unions and the, you know, the restrictions for masks and the teaching of, you know, um, transgenderism, you know, in first grade kindergarten? What do you think of those things? I mean, look, you know, my parents were public school teachers. My mom was a union rep. I, you know, I, I think great, I benefited from great teachers from personalized education, but nobody hates a bad teacher more than a good teacher. My parents would be the first to tell you that. The teachers union went way too far in California. My daughter's 16, they kept these kids home for a ridiculous amount of time. Under Gavin Newsom, California schools became for the adults who run them rather than for the students who need them we're going to build a consensus around much greater parental choice and control over their children's education. Kids need to get the right education for them. And the teachers, they've just, some of them have just gone bonkers. I think it's a minority of them, by the way, that are pushing a doctrinaire, ideological, very far radical left agenda. As you mentioned, my, my views are pretty moderately liberal, but the things that they're doing, Glenn, one third of our public school uh, students are not proficient in math. Half are not proficient in reading. 10% of African-American students are not proficient in, or 10% of African-American students are proficient in math. 15% of Latino students. These are civilization destroying numbers. Mm-hmm. You, you should not be teaching woke, radical left, doctrinaire, frankly, pseudoscience, when your kids can't even pass the math and reading tests, we're going to make a big change there. The key is greater parental choice and control of their kids' education so kids can get the education that's right for them. How much do you know about the Great Reset and ESG well, standards? <laughs> I mean, if anybody Googles me online, they'll know that I actually once recorded an interview for the World Economic Forum. Uh, you, know, you know that I came from the, the progressive left. I know. And I've written two books now, Apocalypse Never in San Francisco, that really go through the evidence. What should we, what's true, what's not true? Climate change is real. It's not the end of the world. We've made huge progress. The United States reduced its carbon emissions more than any other country in the world between 2005 and 2020, thanks to abundant natural gas. Thanks to nuclear power, Europe and the United States have reduced our emissions Europe really did since the, since the mid-70s. The World Economic Forum is controlled by big bankers, by those same pro-scarcity billionaires. It's a grift. It's a scam. They want to keep energy and resources, including housing. They want everybody to be a renter, as you know. They don't want people to own their own homes. It's a scam. It's a scam for them to exert greater control over people's lives. Prosperity is the key. Prosperity and abundance are the keys to human freedom, to human potential, to human well-being. It's a very dangerous moment. I mean, we look at look at they they created a world energy crisis. They're trying to create worsening energy scarcity in California. California is where the change is going to start, in my view. We're gaining momentum. It's an open primary. I'm a no party preference candidate. I draw support in equal share, it's quite remarkable, from Republicans, Democrats, independents, 
because my vision is common sense. It's to enforce the laws, require people to stay in shelter. You can't allow open-air drug scenes, open-air drug markets. We're going to shut them down. This guy is more con- parents' greater choice. Michael, you, are, you sound more conservative than Mitt Romney. I mean, I would have a much easier time. I wouldn't even think twice if it was between you and Mitt Romney. Um, are you, how, how is this going to work with Californians who are deep progressives? Do you, do you feel there is enough of a momentum that you can get Republicans uh, that, you know, want change onto your side and still be able to get Democrats you know, here's the thing. All the progressives, almost all the liberals and progressives I speak to, they want to feel safe. They don't feel safe right now. The people I talk to, they say, I'm a very liberal person, but I don't feel safe. Yeah. People are terrified, as they should be, of skyrocketing crime in California, the lawlessness, the anti-police protest means that there's 500 fewer police that they need in Los Angeles, 500 fewer police than in San Francisco. My progressive neighbors, I live in the Berkeley Hills. I live in one of the most progressive cities. They want law and order. And there's other things too that I'm going to do that, that don't easily categorize. Right. We need a statewide psychiatric and addiction care. Conservatives that I talk to understand that people with schizophrenia are now out there shopping for the yeah. free market for health insurance. People with psych, people with schizophrenia, they're going to, they're, they're mentally, often are mentally disabled. They're going to need lifelong care. That's a liberal view I hold. I still hold. I believe that we must shelter all of our fellow humans. It would be immoral to not shelter them. That doesn't mean that they deserve their own house or their own subsidized apartment in Venice Beach or San Francisco. We can't afford that. And that's not fair. But universal shelter is fair. Housing should be earned. If we're going to be helping folks, they need to, to they need to reciprocate by working hard. You know, we, we are this governor has done such a terrible job managing our forests. They go up into flames every year. They need to be managed well with prescribed burns. Amen. Managed cutting. And that means that and traditionally that that means that we can use people that have been convicted of crimes, people who are in rehab. We need more people working in our forests. That's a great job for folks who are recovering from addiction, who are recovering from homelessness and who are paying back the debt they owe society. Michael Schellenberger is his name. He is running for governor um, as a independent. No NPP is what they're called. No party preference. Uh, Schellenberg for Schellenberger for governor dot com Schellenberger for governor dot com. Michael, as always, thank you. Good luck. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks right. for having me on. You bet. Bye bye. These days when almost every corporation out there is falling all over itself to virtue sing- signal to the woke community like Cracker Jill, for instance. Um, you, it's nice to run across a country, uh, a company that you're like, oh, no Cracker Jill for you, huh? Really? You're not woke? That company is uh, Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They, they provide all of the, you know, same coverage as the major carriers. So you get the same great service, plus the peace of mind that comes at knowing your money is supporting things like free speech, pro-life, liberty. 
Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides amazing service. So they share your values. They support the organizations fighting for the things that we all believe in. The choice is pretty clear, especially since you're going to save money by switching. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code Beck. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. This is kind of the uh, Susan Collins thing. If you're in California, you know, you're going to need somebody like Larry Elder. But Larry Elder's not going to, you know, obviously not going to get elected. So is there somebody? And I'm not sure Michael Schellenberger is somebody I could actually vote for. I'd have to look into it deeper. But all of the things he talked about, I agree with. The biggest issues facing California, he's great on. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there, we might not agree with him on everything as, you know, a presidential candidate or something. But, but imagine I'd if I'd rather he, have him than Susan Collins in a, oh, in a, in a second. In a million He's at years. least thought of this stuff. Yeah. He's got actual solutions that are yeah. really comprehensive. I mean, I've read yeah. the, the, the two books he discussed there. They're really comprehensive solutions. He's gone all over the world, talked to people all over the world that have tried some of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's 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 he a really smart it. guy. Yeah. It and like he's a, open to other points of view. Yeah. He listens and then he will either embrace or dismiss based on facts, not ideology. So my understanding of this is that there is a pri- open primary where any candidate can run. In and June, the, right? In June. And the top two candidates go on to the election in November. Oh, so they so could, could be theoretically two, be two Democrats, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, Gavin Newsom is going to be one of the candidates, uh, almost definitely. And, you know, looking at the names, a lot of the big names that were in the recall election are not in this, this, uh, they're not Same running again. I think he's going to win, you know, Gavin Newsom is going to win. Yeah, there's this weird thing that everyone did with that Newsom recall, which is like, oh, he got like 57% of the vote. That's a, I mean, he wound up blowing the guy out. It's like, well, wait a minute. He, uh, he, two weeks before the actual recall, he was totally on the ropes and 57% to remain in office? Like, he won by 7% at the last second. <laughs> like, this is not, this is not, like, you don't lead your resume with that election. Um, but people are trying to say that he's so strong. I don't see anyone other than Michael. If Schellenberger could win, and he might, he has a shot. If he can get into that prim- into the, into yeah. the election, he's got a chance. I mean, and he would be far superior to especially Gavin Newsom. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, looks like uh, CNN finally got around to listening to things I've been, you know, saying for 10 years or so. Uh, You might (laughs) want to sit down uh, for this. They are reporting breaking news. The U.S. dollar may be in trouble. Yes. Yes. What? Yeah, it's breaking news, really, for anybody who's watching CNN, but so a lot of things. Uh, Give them time to catch up. The U.S. dollar is our country's greatest weapon, and we detonated this weapon on Russia in February. And other countries are like, hey, I don't really want them to blow up me, so maybe I'll move away from the dollar. It's going to lead to further currency debasement. And, of course, according to the IMF, over the last 20 years, a quarter of global reserves have shifted from the dollar to the Chinese yuan, which... The trend is already there, and now they are starting to, they and Russia, put their money into gold. Uh, gold's going to make a comeback, gang. You might want to find out. Goldline, 
how they can help you. Historic $5 Indian coins. Also, the new one-ounce silver Ben Franklin rounds are on special this week. Make sure you call them. Qualifying orders eligible for free silver or platinum. Goldline.com. 866-GOLDLINE. And blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. Welcome. Glad you're here. I was having dinner with Chuck Norris on uh, Saturday night, and uh, he's just an amazing guy. Just he's just incredible. One of the nicest guy. He and his wife Gina, they did Kickstart Kids, and it was a fundraiser for for them. And uh, it really changes people's lives. It really changes kids' lives. Uh, and we were talking, and uh, and I said to him, "So Chuck." At any point, at any point, did any punk come up to you and be like, you're not so tough? I said, even in the 60s, you know, you're with Bruce Lee and everything that ever happened. He's like, no, no, nobody ever did. And I, he was kind of surprised by it. But I was, I was thinking, well, because you're Chuck Norris, uh, you know, but I would I would expect somebody would challenge. And he said, never, not his whole life. That's oh, incredible. Yeah. Really great guy. They don't make enough of Chuck Norris's now. Um, speaking of shortages, 29% of the top-selling baby formula products are out of stock and have been out of stock by mid-March. Um, Data Assembly, which tracks baby formula stock at 11,000 retailers, they say this is a shocking number. You don't see it now for other categories. We've been tracking it over time. It's going up dramatically. We see this category is being affected by economic conditions more dramatically than others. The second largest pharmacy, Walgreens, with over 9,000 locations, announced it's now rationing baby formula. Mm. Guys, we haven't even started yet rationing baby formula and they say it is because there was a recall in january uh but also uh vital ingredients we can't get packaging apparently has problems the freight costs are through the roof and labor shortages it's incredible a, a friend of mine had a, a, a baby boy preemie i think 24 or 25 weeks oh early gosh. enough that it was like almost impossible yeah uh if, you know 20 years ago wouldn't yeah. have been possible right and uh, touch and go for a while, lived at the hospital for mm -hmm. six months, I think, uh, finally came home and they have to feed him this very specific type of formula that's easy for him to digest, I guess. And uh, they had they were they had months of this formula at their house. And then this, this recall happened. They had to throw it all out. Oh, my gosh. And now they spend half their time driving around Texas, looking to different Walgreens and CVSs, hoping Imagine to find one how, canister of this stuff. Imagine how frightening that would be if your child could not be breastfed. That would be adopted yeah. babies, uh, you know, mothers with with some sort of a problem, babies with problems. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's got to be terrifying. Terrifying. And uh, I, I mean, he's like, ah, you know, we've got about three weeks left, so we should be good, hopefully for now. And we have an order in from Amazon. We hope it comes. Like they're just like on the edge of their seats, trying to figure out whether they can feed their kid or not. This uh, is going to get worse, guys. And I think you're but right. Is we're still at the beginning. We're at the very beginning. Listen, um, it, take care of it. Do all that you can do. This is so important. Do all that you can do. Don't 
wait, get food storage, buy two of everything when you only need one and store one, however you want to do it, but do all that you can do. And then trust, trust that God is good and gracious and that uh, whatever it is, if you don't have enough, you know, that's why you need a network. That's why you need to rely on on others. You're not going to be. You're not going to starve to death, not in the America that I know. So do all that you can do. Please do it now so you can be a blessing to um, others. Speaking of shortages, how's the car coming? <laughs> we're, we're almost approaching seven months now, aren't we? Oh, no, we're over seven, Glenn. Oh, we're over we're, seven. We're approaching eight months. Approaching. And we should point out it's eight months since I officially placed the order. So I went through a very lengthy process of, you know, right. debating it and going back and forth and finally placed the order. That was over seven months ago. And because uh, your car is like ten years old or something, and it? it's yeah, it's it was a it's a two thousand yeah, I bought it in two thousand eleven, I think eleven. So I mean, it's all, yeah. almost you know, it's coming up on eleven years. Because you don't flip cars all the time. No, and I liked the car that I had, so I just yeah. kept it. And now we're at one hundred and twenty thousand miles on it. Now I know it could ride a little bit longer, but you know, I am I am thinking about every time I get in the car, I'm like, this is like the transmission's going to lock up today, isn't it? Yeah, you know, something's going to happen yeah. where. Uh, I get no value out of the car at the end, or I'm going to have to so spend. You, a you're giant really amount. ahead of the game, really in some ways. You know, <laughs> almost eight months ago. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I wish I kind of went earlier because uh, uh-huh. maybe I would have had the the car delivered uh-huh. already. But so I then decided, you know what? I'm going to go with an interim car. I'm going to get a new car that's not exactly what I want. Um, that's not the one I ordered because I had I want to get something. Yeah, in case this in case this up, thing yeah. dies. Yeah. And, um, but you know, it's running great. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it should yeah. last for a longer, a long time anyway, hopefully. But the, uh, th- right as I'm ordering that one, which is supposed to come in today. Wow. By the way, today. Yeah. We'll see. Couple weeks. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago I did it. Yeah. And then right as I, like three or four days ago, I got an email from the first dealership and said, your order was just pulled for production. So I said, what does that mean? And she said, we should have a target production date within 30 days oh my gosh so that doesn't mean i get the car within 30 days it means we should have a target what a target I production date i within don't i mean this is the life we're all going to be living now this is the life we're all going to be living because i keep thinking about how bad my my situation is and it's bad uh, you know i mean from the perspective of like this is America, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I order a freaking car. It's not bad. I mean, they're we're not playing be, a violin for you, but it's... They're supposed to be yeah. knocking at my door every hour of the day to make me buy a car. That's, right. Remember the car salesman yeah. thing <laughs> where they're like, oh, they're harassing now you all they're the like, time? Now they're like, I'm not sure they're we never, can get you into a car. I'm trying to spend money at these places. So they won't even return my calls or yeah. emails. It's crazy. So, but my story pales in comparison to your story. Oh, don't story. bring this up. No, no, <laughs> no. Which I remember, I think, I'm pretty sure Mitt Romney was running for president when you ordered one particular So uh, I bought vehicle. an old Toyota Land Cruiser. Right. And I just, all, all, I just, I just wanted it to work. Okay? Just wanted yeah. it to work. Right. Uh, and uh, now three years later, <laughs> three years later, this place that, I don't know what I was thinking, uh, this place that is is working on it 
Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they, because they, I blew my, I blew a gasket last summer. And I'm like, okay, guys, put it in a box. You don't even have to put it together. Just put it in a box <laughs> and send it to me. So it's an old Land Cruiser that you were getting, like, to recondition to so you could, yeah, so you level, could actually use it. You know what I mean? Yeah. How old is it? Uh, 1976. Okay. So, okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Modernizing it a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so, so I, I said, just put it in a box. No, no, no. You will have it. You will have it by Christmas. I better damn well have that car. Well, Christmas. no. No, no, no. I, I made the mistake. I didn't ask which year. Okay. <laughs> I just assumed it was last. And then they said it'll be right after Christmas. Then it'll be at the end of first quarter. Oh my gosh. Now we're at the end of second quarter. I think they sold this thing. I think it's gone. I think they maybe had a fire. They sold it. I don't know what happened to it, but I don't think I'm ever getting this car. And if they happen to be listening, put it in a box and <laughs> ship it to me. Good God almighty. You know what? There is oh, what's happening to us now is I have a I have a an old cabin that was the original rat infested falling apart cabin built in like 1890. And in it is the original wood stove and it says right on the front Ohio, you know, made in Ohio 1891. And I have often thought I mean the town that that cabin is in is still only 500 people. So I can't imagine how few people there were living in that area when that came and arrived in the Wells Fargo wagon in 1891. And I thought, imagine what a big deal this was yeah. back then. I bet, I bet neighbors came from miles around to see the new stove. Yeah. If you would have just gotten a new car... I wouldn't, I would have been like, oh, and I would have seen it in the parking lot, walked around it, and you would have talked to me about it, blah, blah, blah. Now I want to drive it. Now I want to, <laughs> I've got to see this car. It's like the Wells Fargo wagon. We're going back in a time where, like, wow, you got a new spoon? Wow. See, this is the best argument for Biden's presidency. He's increasing the drama of yeah. every purchase. Oh, there's, you don't know when it's going to come, yeah. if it will come. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Lots of drama. Lots of drama. All right, let me tell you about real estate agents I trust.com. If you're thinking about selling or buying a home, it's not a piece of cake, especially right now. Um, there used to be more buyers than sellers, but that's going to change quickly. Um, if you just cast your you know hook out there, good luck. You need to know where the fish are biting. Uh, you need somebody who is is really good at these waters. So May I recommend, before you just hire some real estate agent, you, you uh, write to realestateagentsitrust.com. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com. It's going to ask, are you buying or selling where? And usually within five minutes, but we, I think we guarantee uh, no longer than an hour, we will get you the name of the person that we feel we have vetted that is the best in your area if we have somebody in your area. There are 10,000 real estate agents that want to work, uh, and they're on the waiting list, but... We, I think we have about 2,000 uh, that are actually on the official list, and that's because we are very, very careful on who we recommend to you because this is my company, and you and I have a relationship. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day, miss a lot. Visit blazetv.com today. 
and never miss a moment of truth. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're we're glad you're here. Um, let me uh, let me play something from Chuck Todd that happened uh, over the weekend on uh, Biden and his grades on the economy. As Democrats look ahead to November, they see a lot of reasons for war, but the top concern, likely the economy. And while measuring the country's economic picture right now is complicated, the nation's mood about it certainly not. In fact, the Consumer Sentiment Index from the University of Michigan is probably the best thing we have to measure where people think the economy is. When Biden took office, it sat at 79. It went up a little bit in sort of B-plus territory. When the COVID response improved, it is now sitting at 62.8. That is basically a failing grade, if you want. Before, uh, just before the pandemic hit, February of 2020, this index was sitting at 101. People felt really good about the economy. Mm. So he's saying, huh. F, Joe Biden. That's what he's... Really? Yeah. Well, he said you're he, supposed to say, let's go, f- Brandon. No, well, but he said failing grades. Oh, so I'm that's sorry. that's basically an F. Okay. Yeah, no, you're right. It's like if you're, you know, <laughs> filing them under, you know, my, it would be filed under Beck, Glenn. This right. would just be filed under F, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Oh, okay. Right. Got it. That's what uh, I'm yeah. just... So definitely my mistake. By the way, um, if you miss the show, you miss the explanation uh, of uh, what the president was talking about um, on, on um, well, you know, on on uh, the one word that describes America. This came out on Friday. I want to play it. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. Mm-hmm. I was in the foot him, uh, foot, foot uh-huh. excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with mm. Xi Jinping, mm. traveling with him. And that's we've traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. What does the he, hell is that? Does he ever actually, like, is there, I don't know, 10 minutes later, does he get to the word? I've heard that, I've seen this clip, but I have not seen, yeah, did he actually get to a word at some point? Nobody actually watched the whole thing. Okay. So, mm, you know, you, it's very difficult, very difficult to get through it. It's a, uh, I will say, a gr- probably the best moment of his presidency, though. We can say do that. Do you? Yes. And that because just, of what he revealed? That we revealed on today's podcast. If you missed our number one, get today's podcast. We introduce you to why he said that. Uh, A gentleman named Niblick. Get get to know Niblick. Uh, Yeah, he's a he's a Sherpa guide Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, sometimes I think the president talks to in his head. Uh, So this is a real problem for our country. I don't know if anyone realizes this. We can laugh about it uh, all we want. But we I are wasn't all in for, danger, in yeah. physical danger. We really of are. Giant explosions going off in your town. That is what we are in danger of. Missiles flying over the polar ice caps and landing on your city. That is the, that's what's at stake here. And you know what's crazy is they said that they felt that that could happen. And that's why we had to get rid of you know Donald Trump. Right. We have to get rid of him mm-hmm. because he could get us into a war. This guy did get us into a war, okay? He, he's already done that, and now he's talking up nuclear war, and he has no clue as to what he's talking about. This was not funny on Friday when I first saw it. Uh, my first reaction was, we're going to be vaporized. All of us are going to be vaporized. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, you know, today you laugh because you don't have a—I mean, we're all going to be vaporized, so we might as well go out laughing. But is there anybody that takes this seriously? Any— 
Anyone? Washington? Anybody? Raise a hand. Do I see any hands? This has to be constant dinner conversation around Washington. You go to any steakhouse around Washington on Friday at about 6.30 p.m., and every table is talking about how do what do we do? Is this guy going to make it? Can he? Is he going to talk us into a war? Like, they're I'd all... like to know the plan. So you know they have talked about. I it. think they have. Yeah. So I'd like to know the plan. Please just share with us. If the, I mean, if it ends up with George Soros, you know, in the big emperor, just as I have foreseen, <laughs> and he swivels around and he's in the Oval Office. Good, fine. Just tell know. me. Just, just let, just let me know. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, at least we can be prepared. I, I just don't. We don't need any more shocks. We just don't. We just don't. I'm not sure how you'd prepare for that one exactly, especially you. Because I will say this uh, to Mr. Soros, who seems like a great guy. I never had anything to do with any of the things Glenn said about you. Why are you on the cover of Glenn's book, The Great Reset? I don't know. I didn't design it. Uh, it's, it was Glenn. The whole, all of this was Glenn. I try, I stayed here. Just as I have foreseen. <laughs> oh, your friends will abandon you. I stayed here this entire time to work on the inside to prove the truth about the wonderful man, George Soros. Uh, by the way, we have a special on Wednesday night, a serious look at the president's mental health. That is Wednesday night, the Wednesday night special. Make sure you join us at blazetv.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program.